Hi everyone and welcome to the first SAS Gym podcast, my first podcast ever, so fingers crossed, here we go. So, as you may know me, I'm Ed, one of two personal trainers at SAS Gym Service. Here with me is my good friend and our client, Josh Crosswell. He is the head of PE at a school called St Luke's in Hertfordshire. Um, And we wanted to have a bit of a chat about lots of variants of fitness, the diet side, how to keep yourself motivated, and each podcast will be covering a different subject. Um, Before we get stuck in, I thought an introduction into our backgrounds would be good. So over to you, Josh. Tell everyone a bit about yourself. Well, first of all, um, welcome to the first podcast. Very exciting to be uh, on a podcast, my first ever. Um, so exciting times ahead. A bit about myself. Uh, so I'm a head of P at St. Luke's. I've been here for 10 years, um, started as a TA, then worked my way up through the ranks. Uh, Sporting-wise, uh, my main sport I played is football. Um, I played at a quite a decent level. Uh, I managed to play out in Russia for a couple of weeks, uh, representing um, Great Britain as a, a, in an amateur tournament, which was fantastic, getting selected for that. And also playing um, a quite decent semi-professional level. Um, but my biggest regret is that I never made it onto the professional scene. Uh, one or two things got in the way, but um, I'm still a massive fan of football and play amateur football to this day and an avid gym goer. Um, but Ed, how about yourself? Um, how did you make it to be obviously in SAS? So what's your story so far? Um, Thanks, Josh. So my story's a little bit different. Um, As a youngster, I got into sport a little bit late in my mid-teens. I was a decent level rugby player, like county level, so um, not quite the heights you reached. Um, And despite being an odd combination, I wasn't too bad with a tennis racket in hand either. But it wasn't until sort of my late teens um, when my rugby coach at the time at school Um, In a polite manner, of course, although things were a bit more old school back then, brought it to my attention that I wouldn't be a bad player if I perhaps um, trimmed down a little and got a bit fitter. And um, even though that was a worrying amount of time ago, um, I remember that those comments were at the time fair enough. Um, And I went to a leisure centre gym when I was 17 with that in mind to get fitter. And really, that was the start of my journey. Went to university, studied a history degree, um, which I know isn't really related to what I do, but I'd really caught the gym bug by then. Um, I enjoyed the feeling of getting fitter, healthier, self-improvement. I suppose even my sort of relatively uh, limited sporting experience was team-based. You know, even with tennis, you'd be playing with your fellow teammates, playing in a doubles match. Whereas the gym was all about improving yourself. And as time went on, I finished at university um, and then uh, started my qualifications to become a personal trainer. Did my level two gym instructor, um, got a job at a local gym and then went from there, level three personal trainer and then my level four diploma in fitness. Um, Meanwhile, I started working um, as a teacher uh, alongside being a personal trainer um, and I've worked in all sorts of institutions over my sort of eight to ten years teaching uh, people referral units, primary, secondary um, and my last stint was as a PE teacher um, at a school in uh, Huntingdon um, and then wanting a different challenge um, got a job at SAS and was offered the role during lockdown um, to start getting our clients, teachers, people that work within schools more into 
looking after themselves. It's making time for yourself. So that's a little bit of background about me, quite different to Josh's, but um, I think one of the, you know, a, a good example of not everyone's journey and path has to be the same. Um, Josh and I both um, love sport, love watching sport. Um, that's one of the many things we chat about, but we both quite like that we have a little bit of a different background. Um, so yeah, hopefully that fills you in a little bit about myself. Um, our topic today, Josh, is summer holidays. Yes, definitely. So we're going to talk about um, summer holidays. Obviously, some of you may have six to eight weeks off. And so what can you do to keep fit in that time? How do you stay motivated? How also can you de-stress from such a stressful job that teaching is? I know myself that a lot of my friends who work in offices um, always take the mick out of me for having X amount of weeks off in the, ho in the holidays and thinking that teaching is easy. Um, but I have to express to them that it's the most stressful job that I've ever been in. Obviously, I've only been in teaching and obviously retail kind of side of things, but it's the most stressful job that I know and uh, all my friends who are in teaching um, use exercise as a way of stress. But that's what we're going to talk more about, how exercise can help us. Yeah, and I mean, that was um, a great point there, Josh, that I suppose one useful thing about my background as well is having worked as a PT, still an active PT, but... Working as a teacher, everything Josh said was right. Um, well, I'd imagine you're uh, nodding, uh, listening there, that there are some stereotypes applied to teachers, such as the, uh, in inverted commas, massive holidays you get. But um, obviously, uh, teaching isn't your nine-to-five job. You don't just switch off when it comes to five o'clock. And similarly, you don't clock in at one minute to nine. Um, you're taking work with you, whether that's marking or even the stress of knowing that your exams are coming up for some of your classes. There's so many facets to the pressures that you have as a teacher that these holidays that are bandied around by some, um, somewhat unfairly at times, I know sometimes it's tongue in cheek, but it is time for you to, like Josh said, de-stress. You know, I think the longer I've worked in this job, the more I've realised that it's a mental health issue as well as just a physical health. Um, you know, we often, when we uh, catch up myself and Josh, we'll mention that, God, it was good to get to the gym uh, today. You know, it's been a tough day at work or, you know, it might be something going on in your personal life as well. You know, all of those things combined, having that time doesn't have to be in the gym. It just so happens that that's um, our thing that we love, but it might be just going out for a long walk or you know, spending some time with the family, having a kick about with your son in the garden. There's so many things about keeping active that look after your mental health as well as, you know, staying physically fit and healthy. Definitely. Um, for me personally, um, I'll be completely honest, like during lockdown, it was a very, very hard time for me. So talking about mental health, um, my doctor actually prescribed me to go on antidepressants because I was so low. Um, and myself and Ed started our friendship through the SAS um, app for me to just basically improve my fitness, I was looking at um, just trying to change my body type because I've been uh, playing football for such a long time. And basically, I just wanted to add a bit more size and just change my body um, because I'm not playing as much competitive sport. But during that time, my mental health was all over the place, feeling very low and not, not thinking the right things. Um, and so I stopped exercising as much. Um, but then that had a negative impact on me. So I decided um, after speaking to my doctor to stop taking the antidepressants and then um, going straight forward for exercising every day. Now, I'm not a doctor, I'm not saying to do this, but I'm just saying for my personal experience, and even people like Frank Bruno, I've read his book, and he's um, an advocate of exercising every day, Tyson Fury as well, both boxers saying how important exercise is. I noticed the fact in myself, if I exercise for 20 minutes a day minimum, um, my behaviour, my mood is completely different. The sense of relief I get from training, 
um, makes me feel like a completely different person. If I don't train, I feel very stressed. I feel uh, like there's a burden on, on my shoulders. But as soon as I exercise and release those endorphins and that great feeling from when you're making targets or even when you're just going for a walk, um, it makes you feel like a completely different person. And it made me just made, made my relationship with my partner, my daughter, and all my friends a lot better. So I can't stress enough how important exercise is. And it doesn't have to be exercise in the gym. You don't have to be lifting hundreds and hundreds of kilos. It could simply be just going for a walk and get some fresh air and just getting, keeping your body moving and keeping your mind and body healthy. Some great points there. Um, I completely agree with you about... It doesn't have to be the perceived visiting the gym three to four times mm. a week. I think um, maybe it's a sign of uh, my slightly advancing years, but I suppose seeing the birth of social media and the, the good and the bad side to it, that when things pop up on my Facebook, as they do um, with, you know, as they call them, fitness influencers, don't get me wrong, some are brilliant. Um, I'm not there to um, disrespect people, but... I would say sometimes I think, well, what sort of image in general has been given out here? It's generally talking about being in the gym. Um, it's often linked to how people look, um, the aesthetics of it. And, you know, that's part of the industry. You know, it's an industry there to make money like many others. And people looking better, they often feel better about themselves. And we're all human. And that would apply to almost every one of us if you look in the mirror and think, oh, you know, I've dropped a couple of pounds or I'm looking a bit more toned there. Of course, that is a good thing and often goes hand in hand with being fitter and healthier. But I think it's still in the infancy making people aware and especially as we touched upon earlier, you guys working, you know, within schools day in, day out, that the mental health aspect is so important. And as Josh rightly said, um, it's about finding what works for you. And I suppose... If we're going to both move on to perhaps what we would be recommending, you know, our theme of the podcast being, you know, keeping, keeping active in the, the school holidays, all I'd say is that work out what you like to do. Um, I think as well, it might be the school holidays, but you'll have things on. You'll be, especially after what's happened with COVID and, you know, hopefully carefully coming out of these restrictions, there'll be people you'll be wanting to catch up with, friends and family. So, Thinking that on a Wednesday someone's told you that you have to go and do a chest session, for example, to use a like a stereotype, um, might not be convenient. I think that a more realistic and um, I think more sustainable. I don't know what you think, buddy. Um, way of looking at uh, you know staying active during the holidays is pick, for example, I would suggest as a as an average three times a week you're doing some form of activity for twenty minutes or longer. You decide what that might be that is going to fulfil you. You might think that a mixture of a resistance session, whether that's a weight session in the gym, um, a class like body pump or circuit, something that involves some resistance training, or indeed a home workout, something that obviously engages your musculoskeletal um, area so you're keeping yourself strong for one session, you might have another session where it's more cardiovascular based. And again, that could be a long walk, a bike ride. Um, again, obviously you can do that in the gym, a spinning class. Um, I'm, by no means am I saying don't go to the gym. I'm just saying that especially with the summer months, be creative. You can go outside to do those things. And perhaps your last um, activity of the week would be something fun. Like I said earlier, you know, spending some time with the family, playing a bit of sport, having a kickabout you know, going for a swim, could be any of those things. And knowing that during a seven-day week, you've got to tick off, or you want to tick off, 
those three activities for 20 minutes or longer, then makes it less of a chore. You've got a choice of you might need to have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off because you're out on day trips. Still four days left to fit them in. Um, I think if you make that kind of, I suppose, contract with yourself, for want of a better word, um, that you're going to do three sessions in a week, um, then you've got that flexibility to do them as and when suits you. Um, and obviously speaking still as an active mm. teacher, you mentioned that you've got a young daughter, Josh. Um, being able to, you've had it before where you've had your mindset on wanting to go to the gym and it's, it's nothing more than you're not able to because commitments get in the way. 100%. And what I was just about to ask you is like how to stay motivated over the summer months. Because um, obviously you've got six weeks and I know myself that as soon as them summer days start, I can't wait to just chill out in my garden and have just a nice relaxing time. So my question to you is how can we stay motivated during the, those summer holidays where we don't have a lot on? Um, and if we do have a lot on, how can we necessarily fit that time in and stay motivated to keep our mind and body healthy? Um, great question, because everyone works differently. Um, I would say that, like I said, going back to making a contract with yourself, it sounds like um, one of those newfangled phrases, certainly something that I'm not used to using, but I think it works, that you don't need someone telling you how many times a week you need to train. You can... Work that out yourself. Um, but I think perhaps even if you have a diary or you've got a calendar on your phone that you use, looking at the week ahead, um, yes, obviously things crop up last minute and hence, you know, my suggestion of fitting in a certain amount of workouts or activities during a week would work. But hopefully you'd have an idea of what the, the week coming up would hold for you. It might be just simply looking at, say, Tuesday and going, oh, well, I'm seeing my friends in the evening, going out for some dinner. Um, spend some family time in the morning, you know what, in the afternoon, weather looks good, I'm off for a jog, I'm off for a bike ride. So I think perhaps you do have to um, take responsibility for yourself as well. There has to be an element of, yes, certain days. I know quite often Josh and I stay in daily contact, um, even though we do love training and going to the gym, we're human. Like There are some days, especially Josh, you know, where parents' evenings coming up and at the moment, they're very, very different. Obviously, you're not being able to do them in person. Some days you'll be more up for exercising than others. And I suppose then it's deciding whether that day you're going to call it a rest day, but the next day will be a better day and you'll make a contract with yourself that you're going to exercise on that day. So I think staying motivated is setting yourself a goal or a target. It doesn't have to be um, a ridiculous one, um, a time-consuming one, but getting a reward from sticking to that. Um, I would say the first week, I don't know what you think, Josh, is often the hardest for Definitely, anything. 100%. Be it getting into healthy habits with staying active or indeed, you know, changing your nutrition. Week one is always hard because it's a little bit of a shock to the system and you haven't yet formed that habit. Um, but I would say once you get past the week, first week or two, and you start to, like Josh mentioned earlier, you're getting those endorphins rushing around that quite often, how many times have you, you know, speaking to you, the listener, perhaps put off some exercise, then thought, oh, you know what, I'll do it. And when you've done it, even though perhaps beforehand you were, shall we say, uh, not massively looking forward to it, you finish, kind of give yourself a nod in the mirror and think, oh, I'm glad I did that, and you genuinely feel good for it. Um, so I think it's taking those little wins, those little positives at the beginning, to feed further motivation down the line. And before you know it, you've hopefully found a balance that is sustainable week on week and not just for the school holidays, you know, going on into September, always a stressful time. I think 
Um, this September will be very different for, for all of you because, well, the last year and a half has been like, like no other. So to then return to a form of perceived normal will in itself be a bit of a shock to the system. So setting up these good habits, um, and as Josh rightly mentioned earlier, it is for your mental health as well. I think um, I speak to a lot of teachers and, you know, especially with the weather improving, sometimes if they get the luxury of not having a lunchtime duty, which um, I know from experience as an XP teacher often comes our way. Um, but if you have that 30 minutes to just go for a walk with a colleague, not talk about work, you know, obviously until recently, talk about the football, talk about anything you want, just gives you that mental reset so that when you go back into the fray, you know, for the afternoon lessons, or indeed, you know, you get to the weekend and need a break, you're giving yourself that chance to mentally recover as well. I completely agree. Um, but some things I'd add to that as well, obviously I asked the question, but whilst Ed was speaking there, I was just thinking about how do I stay motivated? And as a teacher, how, what, can, what can I say to try and help those as well in the same job and in education to try and stay motivated during fit, for fitness? And quite often, like Ed said, like I'll quite often have down days where I don't want to go train. Um, but what I do is I drag myself there. I drag myself to do something. And as soon as I step, make that step, and I'm on my way to the gym or I'm going out for a walk, I feel a million times better. Almost it's that fear of like, I can't, I, I can't be bothered today, I can't be bothered. But as soon as you're starting, you feel a million times better. And also, um, set targets for yourself. Uh, set targets, even as small as it is, maybe like, oh, I'm gonna walk two miles today, or I'm gonna go for a jog and I'm gonna do some interval training. Jog for two minutes, walk for one minute. And each week, start seeing those targets and see the progression you're making and you'll feel so much better in yourself. And don't stress if you don't make your targets. Quite often, um, I'll set myself targets in the gym to lift a certain weight or run a certain distance and I won't make it. But then use that to inspire you for the next time you're in the gym or next time you're exercising to reach that target. And one thing that since being an SAS gym client, uh, using the app is an amazing thing. Um, Ed sets challenges on the app regularly and you can see how you're comparing to other people. So that as well motivates me to see, oh, okay, I've seen Ed's smashed out two workouts already so I'm going to try and match that today and try and keep fit together the app's there to use um, to help inspire us and see what other people in the same situations are so my main thing is use the app it's an amazing app look at the challenges and just keep going if it's hard don't worry we've all been there um, I'm, I'm still going for struggles everyone is but the main thing is to use fitness as the best way possible to, like we always say, keep your body healthy and mind healthy. And the main thing is to make sure that you're happy. <clears throat> Some great points and um, very nice, unscripted completely that um, Josh mentioned the app. Um, we're quite proud of what we've produced there. There are a lot of fitness apps out there. Um, being um, a little bit uh, long in the tooth now and also not technology minded, the fact that um, I can use it relatively effectively um, also puts it out there for you guys who haven't downloaded it yet that it is an easy to use app. Um, and what Josh touched upon there, another thing is keeping fit with friends, with family, um, with others, um, isn't necessarily for everyone, but the bonus of sharing it with people is, is motivation. Like Josh said, you know, the fact that we keep in daily contact, um, we don't compete with each other to get one-upmanship. Um, far from it, if, if anything, it's used as a motivational tool. I know that if I'm having a tough week, um, I've been trying to get into running. Um, it's not my strongest point, I'll be the first to admit, but I'm determined to improve it. But I know that chatting to Josh saying that, you know, I haven't had the best of runs, um, him, him reassuring me and saying, well, at least you have a target now to work towards. 
those little exchanges you have with people that you're close to can help keep that motivation level up. Um, and it's trying to, I mean, one great thing about the modern age, you know, for example, not being down on social media for a change, is that we've got so many mediums out there that we can use to keep us in the game, to keep us motivated. It's just not feeling that you are indebted to use one particular thing. An app might not be for you. Um, maybe having a written workout might be for you. There is no right and wrong when it comes to it. If it works for you, you enjoy what you're doing, keeping active, then that, that's the main thing. That's going to be what keeps you mentally strong, helps you mentally recover, and obviously increases your fitness levels as well. Um, so I suppose bringing this first podcast to a conclusion, um, I would say as it's either at a point where you've just broken up for the holidays or indeed like Josh, you're close to it at some point next week, start to have a look at your diary. That doesn't mean that from day one, when you break up, that you've got to go straight down, join a gym or get out on the road and run 5K, far from it. I would suggest more than often, might be nice to just give yourself a week off, mm, straight off. Catch up with things that, like I said, working in schools doesn't allow you to do, especially, again, the ebb and flow of beginning of term, end of term. You don't get that in other jobs, that the intensity can ebb and flow. So give yourself a week off. Spend that time with family. Visit people you haven't seen for a while. Don't put the pressure on yourself, but look at your diary. Have a, th- have a word with yourself and think, you know what? No excuses. I can, a week on Tuesday, go out and I'm going to just break myself in gently I know there's a nice walk. I'm going to go out with my partner, a family, with a friend, and just go for a walk. That'll reattune your mind to, firstly, you said you're going to do something and you've done it. That's straight off the bat, even if it is just going for a stroll. That's one of the first steps, is saying you'll do something and doing it. And from then, have a look at what else you feel like doing. If you feel that you want to work on your body composition, so improve your tone, then add in a resistance session. And of course... Before we finish, don't forget, you know, I'm here for a reason. Veluska, my co-worker, we're here for a reason. And now, obviously, part of the team, Josh, is here as well. That contact us at the Ask Ed facility. So asked at sas-gym-co.uk. Contact us on that. Ask some questions. You know, we're, we're an open book with that. You might just want an email answer. You might want us to give you a call. It's up to you, but we're here to support you in that as well. So, over to Josh to say farewell. Yes, yeah, so I just want to say thank you for listening, guys. And also, um, please let us know what you want, to, want from the podcast. Obviously, this is a new venture for both myself and Ed and SAS Gym. So, what do you want to hear? Like, as, a, as teachers, educators, people working in schools, what do you want to hear about fitness? How do you want to improve your fitness and how can we help you? Um, so, because we want to get this podcast out regularly to you, um, at least once a month or every two, 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 three months. So what can we do to help inspire you and motivate you? And what kind of, if you want to hear stories, you want to hear from certain people. I know myself and Ed mentioned about potentially getting some sportsmen in or some different, maybe some people um, who can give some, tell some inspiring stories. So it's been a great first podcast. I hope you really enjoyed it and uh, look forward to um, do the next one very soon. Excellent. Well, and of course, Josh, thanks for joining us. Um, thanks for, well, helping me out. Um, I think working off each other, having using our friendship and, you know, which has all been born through this facility that we offer. Um, and like Josh said, let us know where you want this to go. This is our first one. We chose obviously the subject matter because you have to start somewhere, but contact us, let us know what you'd like to hear and what you'd like us to discuss. And we'll hopefully speak to you very soon.